All right, welcome back to my podcast, Refurbished Souls. It has been ooh, seven, let's see, August, February, seven months since I recorded a podcast, and I am so sorry, but I just haven't felt like sitting down and thinking about a topic, and then some of the topics I thought about, I'm like, hmm, would people be interested or not? But this topic today is called Same Man, Different Same Man, Different Face. And let me remind y'all, I'm no longer editing my podcast, so you're going to get some hiccups. You might get some long pauses, but I'll try and limit those. But I don't want to do the editing anymore. I just want to have it raw and uncut. So today's title is Same Man, Different Face. But before we get started, I want you to visit my website, refurbishedsouls.org, and make sure you are signed up for our newsletter. Um, Also visit my other website, herdressis.com, and sign up for our newsletter or find you something nice to wear for the upcoming weekend. So back to our topic, Same Man, Different Face. Now this story dates back to 2019, but it kind of goes a little further than that. So I have to make a disclaimer. To protect the innocent, some of the names have been changed. Or do it say, uh, some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent. So my name is Sister Kimmy or Kim. Um, the individuals I'm gonna talk about, one name is Ralph. The other name is um, Mark. <laughs> His name is something else, but Keith is his Keith is the name he told me. So we're gonna call him Keith and Ralph. So as a disclaimer, I changed the names to protect the innocent. My name is Kim or Sister Kimmy. That's not changing. Ralph, Ralph and Keith are who we're gonna talk about. So first I'm gonna talk about Ralph. I met met him probably 06, 07. And we didn't keep in touch long after that. Nothing happened. It's just one of those things where you kind of fall, you know, go your separate ways. And then we kind of realized like we ran with the same circle a little bit from same high school and stuff like that. We met back up in like 16, started dating then, and then the same thing, we was dated a little more at that time, but same thing, um, talked and then we kind of went our separate ways and same thing, nothing really happened. And then we ran back into it, we would see each other occasionally then, but then we reconnected on a dating level in 2018. Yep, the end of 2018 and over into 2019. And then with the guy, Keith, I met him at a Kim concert. And I am so thankful I don't have any type of ill feelings against Kim because this I met this guy, Keith, at the concert. And ugh, I met him in August of 2017, and by October of 2017, it was a wrap. I was on the phone having a conversation with his long-term girlfriend, spilling all the tea because he lied to me. So I'm going to go back to Ralph and tell my story about Ralph. Like I said, we met in 06, 07, dated a minute, then stopped. Same thing in 2016, 2018. 
we reconnected on a more serious level, had a discussion, you know, let's see where this goes with the intent of um, building a relationship and becoming a couple. That was a discussion we had, like literally, we had that discussion. Um, we dated, we went out in public, we um, even went away for a weekend on a road trip. Um, we posted pictures on the internet. There wasn't a lot, but it was some pictures on the internet. Uh, he came around my family. Um, so, and we were dating a few months, and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, pretty nice guy. Things are kind of moving along, you know. At that point, I pretty much had cut off anybody. I'm pretty sure I cut off anybody that I was liking or dealing with at the time because now my attention is focused on Ralph. We're dating, going out. Like I said, we spent the weekend out of town together. But in between all of that, there were some red flags. But I ignored them because I wanted this to work. Some of the red flags were ghosting. That little thing they do when they say they're going to call you and then you don't hear from them for the whole weekend until Monday. Um, one of the incidents I recall was New Year's Eve. We had planned to go out and I think I even bought a dress or either I had like an outfit already picked out. I had a babysitter lined up, everything. And then he's not answering the phone. It's funny when I think about it now, it's like, girl, what was you thinking? He not answering the phone. Then when I finally talked to him, or either I think texting or something, he said, like out the blue, he had to hop on a plane with his mom and fly her down south somewhere to be with family. It was something super weird. Super, I mean, like extremely weird. Uh, it was just no excuse. Um, so we never met up. But at that time, I was like, I, I guess you can call it gullible word like whatever you said went or either I realized what was going on and just decided to consciously overlook it and there was another time with him Valentine's Day he worked midnight shift I worked day shift so the plan was when he got off work Valentine's morning um, we was gonna go out have some lunch or something like that he texted me or called and said, well, he's going to go home and check on his daughter who had her toothache. And I think this girl was probably 17, like whatever age she was. She wasn't a young child that you really needed to go home for real, for real to check on her. And that home visit ended up being the entire duration of Valentine's Day. He did send me flowers on that day. Um, but then again, he was not answering his phone or text. And this was a time... Oh, you can still see it, like when people are on Facebook, you know, you, when, in Messenger, and they could say active or active four hours ago. And I would go on like, wait a minute, his green dot is on. So I'll send him a message and he not responding for, yeah, oh, it was awful. And then when he finally responded, it was like late at night when it was time for him to go back to work and he was saying how he fell asleep and X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. It was all lies all lies but he was a smooth criminal with his and so finally april comes this was february 2019 um april comes 
the beginning of April is when I established Refurbished Souls and began to work on the type of platform I wanted it to be. So that year in 2019, I believe Easter fell like the second week or so. Might have been April 16th. 2019 somewhere it was Easter so I was working by then I was working midnights at the hospital and I had and I still do have access to a site that you can type in a phone number and it pulls up the address of whatever the phone number is registered to and I've had this since hmm, 2017 when I found out about the guy Keith but I'm gonna get back to him later so I've had this website in my arsenal for a while and I've never given it to anyone because in the wrong hands it is dangerous so I never gave it away and I never will but I still have access to it and so I used that site I typed his number well let me back up I was working at the hospital the night shift and this was another time he I had not heard from him um it was Saturday going into Easter, Easter Sunday and I had not heard from him all Saturday get to work texting and either his responses were delayed or he didn't respond I can't remember anyway working 12-hour shifts on midnights it was a known fact that when our break come everybody took an hour break you just combined your 30 minutes and your 15 so you can get you an hour break so I knew I had an hour break why he's not responding I'm using my resource to find out what address his phone number is registered to I found two addresses. Nope, nope, nope. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Let's back up a little more. So during the night, he's still not answering. My one hour break came. I decided to take my break and drive to his house because I did the time, I did the math. It would have been a 30 minutes there, less than 30 minutes there, and less than 30 minutes back, give or take a few minutes. So what did I do? I went to his gated community. I forgot the code because I had it at some point, but luckily someone was going in. So I took my car and I went right in behind him. And so I drove around the complex where he lived and looked for his vehicle. It was not in the front, nor was it in the back. So what did I do? I said, let me just make sure that I didn't miss it. It ain't hard to find. So I drove around again. I probably drove around three times in just a, a circle, less than a half a block, just to make sure. So when I cut a fool, he can't say, you, my car was there all night. Car was not there. So I took myself back on to work. And then I used the resource that I had in my arsenal where you can look up addresses according to the phone number they're registered to or registered with. So I found two addresses. So when I got off that morning, Easter Sunday, I rolled to the first address. Mm, no, nah, it doesn't look familiar. Like it was in Farmington or something. I'm like, no, nah, nothing about this looks familiar. The cars, no. Nah. Drove to the second address. And what do we have? His missing vehicle that was not at his location, but at this other location in Detroit. So I knew it was his vehicle, so I drove past, went to the end of the block. By this time, I had a second phone number to use, and the phone number belonged to, just guess who? 
his long-term girlfriend. So I'm calling, and this is early in the morning. And uh, he wasn't answering, and she wasn't answering. And finally, she answered. And I told her who I was. And I told her I was outside, and if she wanted to come outside and have a conversation, I was not here to, to, to be confrontational. Although going to somebody's house uninvited and you didn't know them, that is means for confrontation. Um, especially if you don't know their reason for being there. And so I let her know who I was. I, you know, if she wanted to talk, then, you know, I could, I, I'm outside. I, you know, pull up and we can have a discussion. And that's exactly what happened. So I pulled up. I didn't get out the car, rolled my window down. She came out. Mind you, this is early Easter Sunday morning. And so um, I let her know who I was. And she said, well, I figured the way his phone was blowing up, it was a female. And I told her um, a little bit about our history. And she tells me what they've been together 10 years. And this is 2019. And so they've been together at least since 2009 or so like that. So at least the last time when we reconnected to date in like 2016, they were together. But he's always, always told me he was single. So we had a discussion. I told her everything and I told her everything because I didn't agree to be nobody's side chick. Um, I didn't agree to keep it a secret. I was dating him under the pretense that he was a single man. I was a single woman. And at some point we would be a couple, not waiting on him to finish up a relationship or anything like that. Well, come to find out the house that was his that I would go to was the house that he moved in like a year or so ago because she put him out. Why did she put him out, Sister Kimmy? She put him out because she found out about another lady he was dating um, the year prior. So apparently he's not new to this cheating scandal. So she told me she had put him out and he was living there, but they didn't let the kids know that they had officially like kind of not broke it off, but weren't. How do you want to say this? Well, however they explained it to the kids, it, the kids still thought they were living together because apparently he was probably still there. Like whenever I wasn't at his house, he was at their house, like their house that they shared together. And so that was the last of that. Um, I broke it off with him. And a couple of days in between that, he did try and reach out, and a couple times I responded. He wanted to meet up and talk, and it was really, at that point, it was really nothing to talk about. And I was more disappointed with him because in between the times we dated, like, we were just cool, and he was just like a, like, not a good friend of mine, but somebody I considered a friend. Like, we were cool, so I kind of expected more from him because of that friendship that we had prior to us dating on a serious level. So that was that. That ended in 2019. And to be sh completely honest, from that time in April 2019, for a couple months after, I did spend a little time angry with God about that because I felt like he allowed that to happen. And like, why would he allow this to happen? That I can't say my heart was broken. I was really, I was more disappointed than anything. 
And I'll tell anybody, I spent a few months mad at God and, and a little rebellious, and I did repent and ask for his forgiveness. I believe more than one time about that because I, he had nothing to do with that. <laughs> it, it, I didn't seek him before, during, or after. I was just mad about him and mad at him after because really, who else could I be mad at? So now we're going to go. That was Ralph. We're going to go to Keith. I met Keith August of 2017 at the Kim concert at Freedom Hill. Minding my business, my ad. Wasn't there looking for anybody to date. I was there. Actually, I think I met one of my, my girlfriends there. And then I saw my parents there, too. And then Keith, with his short self, decided he wanted to walk up to me and approach me. Nice looking fella, but rather short. And that's not my type. Anyway. So I said, okay, he's a nice looking guy. Um, Well-mannered charismatic you know all that stuff cool laid back so we exchanged numbers we uh went out a few times and then uh Keith started doing that old ghosting stuff too but one thing I noticed with him as well is that he he got up early like I did so a lot of times our conversations would be early in the morning like when he's on his way to work or I'm getting up getting ready for work throughout the day while he's working and um, maybe sometimes on the way home from work. But we never had those conversations where he like, oh, I'm just on the couch trying to find something to watch, or oh, I just got out the shower, like to indicate that he was in the house. Our conversations were always mobile, on the go. He's always on the go during our conversations. And that's kind of something I didn't really realize until maybe later on or after the fact. So we went out dating. What made me, so this is when in, in October of 2017, I was at work and one of my coworkers told me about this site where you can put in a phone number and you can find out the address that correlates with the phone number. Like wherever they got their phone bill going to is where the address would pop up unless they get it unlisted. And for safety reasons, I would advise everybody to get your phone number unlisted. And so at this point, I'm starting to question him as far as, um, you know, what his motives are because he's ghosting. But he told me he was single. He said, I remember this in June. He broke up with his girlfriend or they broke up. I don't remember who broke up with who, but they ended things. They weren't living together no more. But he was still keeping in contact with her because she had owed him some money. And um, he was just trying to keep things kind of cool until he got his money. So I'm like, okay, that don't sound far-fetched. You know, somebody owe you some money, y'all broke up, but you don't want to close the door till you get your coins, right? Understandable. And then it became, well, I couldn't go to his house because he don't want her to pull up and see my car there. <laughs> see my car there and she still and then have a reason not to give him his money silly old naive me like okay that don't sound too far-fetched because once again this lady owe him some money so get your money boo all right uh -uh, i ain't gotta come over mm -mm. cool i ain't gotta come over then you know you just that stuff only go for so long you know you're supposed to meet up and then the weekend comes and i'll hear from you again until monday morning when you're on your way to work again and that only went on for so long before I'm like wait a minute okay it doesn't sound like he's being truthful 
And so when you get to the point where you feel like somebody's not being truthful, there you have a couple options. One, I always encourage you to evaluate yourself. Like, are you feeling this way because of some PTSD that you're dealing with? Or are you feeling this way because of what this person is really doing is questionable? So you have to ask yourself that because sometimes, you know, having dealt with bad relationships before, your thoughts and feelings could really be PTSD from the past relationships and nothing to do with what's going on with your current situation. So I did have to kind of question myself a couple of times, but then I'm like, ah, yeah, no. Nah. So a girlfriend at work gave me the, the website, pulled up this address. Let me remind you now, he said he didn't want me at his house because he didn't want her to see my car, his ex to see my car and not pay him his money. He also told me that he lived in, is it Marysville? One of them little cities that's up by Port Huron. And so when I typed in this phone number, it pulls up an address that happens to be 15 minutes away from where I was staying at that time. So I'm like, no way, this can't be. It's not correct, because he said Marysville, and that's like 40, 45 minutes away. So I text my girlfriend, like, what you doing? <laughs> what you doing when I get off work? Of course she was down for We stopped at the gas station. And then we went to the address. And when we pulled up at the address, what did we see? We saw his truck in the driveway. I said, no, this lying, short, so-and-so ain't over here less than, what, maybe 15 minutes away from where I was living. So after we left, I didn't go knock on the door and do nothing. That, that Like, that was the confirmation I needed. So as we leaving, I start doing my research because I don't even know why. Because at that point, you have all the information you need. I think just sometimes still that we need that reassurance and to remind our broken selves that, you know, you are making the right decision to step away, to leave, to be done. And really, even before seeing his truck at the house, I had more than enough to be done with him. But just in a broken state, you still, you're just broken and you need constant reassurance that what you're doing is the right thing. And so I did some research, come to find out that the owner of the house, which was his current, not his ex-girlfriend, happened to be Facebook friends with someone I knew. So I reached out to the person and asked, and she's like, yeah, that's my cousin's boy, but I think they got married this year or sometime. And so she was like, no, no, she called me back, did some research. She was like, no, no, they didn't get married. They were supposed to get married, but they didn't get married, but they've been together for a long time, blah, blah, blah. Next day, I was on the phone with this long-term girlfriend and another scenario where I told everything. Why? Because you deceived me. You lied. You approached me. I didn't come to you. I did not make an agreement to be your side piece. Um, you did say you were single. You didn't say that you you living with her and y'all on the outs. You didn't say you just want to kind of be cool. Now, I don't think he ever mentioned nothing about us being in a relationship or nothing like that, but he did say he was single, okay? Once again, he approached me. And so because he lied and was manipulative, um, 
I did tell her everything. I spent a little while on the phone with her. I told her everything, even in the time that we, the short time that we were kicking it, we had went over to Canada for the weekend. And the funny thing is, which if you go out of town with a guy, you kind of don't think that they're in a relationship. That's my thought. I mean, like that would kind of confirm, okay, because how could you get away from your mate for this time if you're in a relationship? So with Keith, the night we were leaving to go to Canada for the weekend, we dropped his truck off at his friend's house. We drive my truck over the border. And now it was for some strange reason, he didn't ever want to drive and cross over the border. So I crossed the border. Like you would think like he couldn't, it was just, he was just doing some weird stuff. He reminded me of my aunt's ex-husband with that weird stuff. Um, like somebody was after him type thing. Like he was just this important type person. And then, we get oh so he not only did he drop his truck off he left his phone there too and he said he left his phone because the screen was messed up so i'm thinking like once again okay that don't sound too far-fetched because i mean really you know you can i got a phone if you could let whoever know like your family like if they need to reach you they can just call send a message or whatever so he leaves his truck and his phone the whole weekend he has no phone so once again, you really don't think that this man is in no type of relationship, that you could leave your phone the whole weekend and then cross the border. Anyway, when I'm back on the back, fast forward to I'm speaking to this girl, for long-term girlfriend. She tells me, um, yeah, when he was in Canada, <laughs> he told me he was training for gym. I was like, nah, I thought I was a little silly. What gym job requires you to leave your phone somewhere? That sound more like military boot camp. But whatever he said to her, it was enough to convince her. And what, obviously what he said to me was enough to convince me. So he told her he couldn't have his phone because he was in Canada training with GM over the weekend. Once again, a crock of BS. So I told her everything. I told her how we met, everything, the whole money thing. I think it was some truth to it, but not that she owed him. But nonetheless, they were still a couple. They were still living together and they had been together 10 years. And just like with Ralph and his girlfriend, 10 years. And once again, Keith wasn't new to cheating. She, she had, I forgot the lady, no, I remember her name. I won't say her name, but she made it known that she, you know, he's cheated before and she shared some other things about him and like, I've had, like with both of those women, we've had we had a couple conversations, and you can tell they were just as broken as I was, which is why they were able to these men were able to be with them for so long and still carry on in the as a single man like they did. And so I named this podcast "Same Man, Different Face" because it, it truly was. Um, they look completely different from body build, stature, complexion. They, they both had curly hair. Maybe that's what I was attracted to, that good her. But other than that, they were mild-mannered men. Um, Ralph was respectable. They both were respectable in my presence. 
but it was surface level respect because if there was a, a more a deeper level of respect I think they would have been forthcoming about their intention and their situation so it was very surface level respect um, they were very mild-mannered um, charming charismatic um, some other characteristics that they shared was that they were like I said they were easy on the eyes um, emotionally unavailable they were both in no state to build anything with me emotionally so they were both unavailable uh, unavailable emotionally and in both cases physically as well because if you remember I said both of them both of them had the ability to go ghost and come up with a lavish lavish excuse now in my broken state I wasn't new to a man ghosting me it was different though because sometimes they would be street men so their ghosts would be like jail stuff which it ain't too far-fetched because the lifestyle they lived but that's that was the broken me I don't deal with guys like that anymore and they were both both of them were very manipulative and me for me I was confidently broken I was naive I was vulnerable I was in denial and I wore my broken heart on my sleeve and they saw that um, men who operate like that and, and people that operate like that men or women um, they're they're able to operate in that manner because of the people they select and choose to do so with such as myself who was broken at that time and so boundaries and standards and things like that only existed in my head but in real life there will there were, were not any boundaries there were not any standards it was just like whatever goes goes you ghosted me okay cool no problem are we supposed to get together for valentine's day oh you had to check on your daughter your almost grown daughter with a toothache all day and you fell asleep oh that's no problem no problem oh no no problem oh we're supposed to get together saturday and i don't hear from you again till monday morning oh no problem something probably did happen and so i allowed that to go on for so long before i'm like you know what this ain't gonna work and I only reason I shared what I did with those girlfriends is because I was deceived yeah not only did you have me in a place of being the side the unwilling side chick you had me in a place of possibly being confronted by these women I had no idea about and so you put my safety in jeopardy. And that is a huge thing for me. And I think it would be a huge thing for any man or woman that's dating somebody to realize all this time we were out in public. We weren't in no dark places. We weren't trying to hide and duck off like you do when you with your side piece. We were in public. We were in public. And at any given time, your girlfriend could have approached us and caused some issues. And I don't like confrontation. I don't. And so that was a huge thing for me. I thought that was a bit um, inconsiderate. Especially like I go back to the guy Ralph. Who's somebody I considered a friend. And so I think that's what was so big. Like I still won't talk to him this day. To this day. I've seen him several times out. He stood in my face and spoke. And I've literally 
just stood there as though I didn't as though he was not I still won't speak to him if I see him because I felt like for someone who was a friend you really let me down like even from when I go back to talking about safety you knew that you had this woman you were in a relationship with now granted these women are are not no hostile loud women I don't believe they are from our conversation and, and so maybe they knew they wouldn't approach the situation like that but I didn't know that or what who's to say maybe they they girlfriend or they cousin or somebody seen us out they cousin might have popped off and here I am out with you clueless so that bothered me so that's how I got this title same man different face and here's here is a bonus they knew each other how did they know each other, Sister Kimmy? Well, one day when I took Ralph some medicine because he said he was sick, but I think that was a lie too. Actually, I think this was right around the New Year's Eve thing when he had to take his mom unexpectedly on a flight. And then he came back and he said he was sick. So I said, okay, I'm going to take you some soup and some medicine. And so as I'm, as I'm over there, I took him the soup and medicine and we were talking and he brought up something about the guy Keith had reached out to him about something related to me and something. I'm like, oh, how do y'all know each other? And he says, well, he knows Keith's brother. So that's how he knew him. And so I had shared this story about Keith with Ralph some time prior to New Year's Eve. So not only did you know the situation with Keith and his girlfriend. When I shared the story with him, you knew that you knew him. Not to mention, you knew you were in the same situation with a long-term girlfriend that you essentially lived with that you didn't tell me about. So that, that was another thing. Like you set up in my face and knew all this stuff and acted clueless like you didn't know. I'm telling you about what happened with this man and you're the same man doing the same exact thing. And not one time did you feel convicted to say, well, I haven't been quite upfront with you. You didn't respect our friendship enough to say that. That's what I think bothered me the most about that situation. So that was that. Keith, um, <laughs> I actually saw him last summer um, for the first time when I was out eating. Um, I did not speak to him. I don't know if he saw me or not, but I did not speak to him. I didn't make it an effort to be seen by him. I just saw him. Um, he's pleasantly plump right now. He's still short, but he's pleasantly plump. Um, he still has all his hair. Mm, I don't know how to feel about that. But I don't care. Um, last I heard that the woman he was with right after I had a conversation with him, she had left him because I think she had her last straw with him and his cheating. Um, Ralph, mm, I don't think I've seen him in public in a couple years. He just sent me a friend request <laughs> on Facebook. I didn't accept it because my page is public. Anything you want to see, you can see it, buddy. I don't know what you want to be friends for because we, we weren't good enough friends for you to tell me that. So we definitely not about to be internet friends. Anyway, that's all I wanted to share with y'all. Um, so I did some healing. I did a lot of inner healing, which most of it took place over this past year. 
Most of it took place over this past year. And if you are not a part of my Facebook group, Refurbished Souls, it is only for ladies. So gentlemen, unfortunately, there is no uh, division for the men quite yet, but there will be. But right now it's just for the ladies. So if you're on Facebook, ladies, go over to Refurbished Soul and hit the join button and I will accept you and you can browse through and see some of the stuff we share. But part of Refurbished Souls has helped me with my healing journey. Although it was to help you ladies, it has tremendously helped me because in telling you and sharing my stories and then you guys sharing your stories, it has, it has brought me so much healing. During the in between these times where I would date guys and then not date guys, I would go, I can go months or I even went like a year or so, I think, where I didn't have, I just wasn't, I was just over the whole male thing. So I, at that point, I learned how to be without a man and have to lose the desire for a man. But I was not actively doing the work to heal from the trauma related to the bad choices that I made. And so now that I'm in a completely different state, even from where I was just a year ago, these men wouldn't stand a chance because my very first question now, like out of all, out of everything I've been through, I don't care what you, I do care what you look like, but it, it's not enough to persuade my decisions anymore. Your status, your money, any of it's not, it's not enough. I if you don't love Jesus, it's nothing you can do for me. And I promise you that. And that's just where I am. And so that's all I have to say about the same man, different face. I hope if nothing else, you got some laughs. Um, if not, share it with somebody else. It might be useful to them. It might give them the courage to walk away from something they've been in denial about for some time. I also have a YouTube channel called Sister Kimmy. It's only a couple videos on there and then the podcast. Um, so whatever platform you're listening to it on, it's on Apple, um, iTunes, Spotify, our iHeart, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Anchor, excuse me, Anchor FM. And I think another one, but I'm not sure. So that's all I have for you tonight. It is Monday. February 20th, 2023, and I have recorded my second podcast for season two. So once again, ladies, let's grow together. Let's heal together one podcast at a time.